And we're back. Um, back, back, back again. Back, 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 back again. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Brothers Alliance. Brothers Alliance. Yes, uh, the Brothers Alliance, where oh, the A is oh, no. a part of you, but not the word. Huh? Wait. <laughs> Yet again, I forgot that I made that commitment that I was not going, that I was going to come up with a different phrase every week this episode or this season. It I j- literally, as I did the intro, I was like, oh, right. I forgot about the, <laughs> the little mm-hmm. special intro. <laughs> I can't with you. I can't. Um, and, and that's okay. Yes, it is going to have to be. So I'm Vaughn still. Work. Yes. Damn, that's crazy. Luckily, I'm um, still Jamel. So, hey. Love that. We in here. We in here. And yes, we are the Brothers Lions. If this is your first time listening, welcome. How did you make it to this episode based on its name um, and miss the others? But welcome just the same. This is a Big Brother fan podcast. We watch uh, seasons and episodes of Big Brother and we review it week by week. And we're looking in week six, BB23. We are we are also the unofficial official Davon Rogers Stan account. Just let's not forget. Never Correct. forget. And if you haven't put it together based on uh if you caught this from social media or if um I think some I would say our voices are you can you could pick up that we're black according to our voices. Uh if you can't, you can pick up by what I just said, which is that we're black. Um <laughs> And we, and I mean, the name, the name of the podcast is the Brothers Alliance. Like, come on, come on. Listen, you can't assume stuff now because people mm, I, not touching that. We're not we're we, touching. Ain't nothing to touch. Ain't nothing to touch. Right. So, um, we have. Uh, I also wanted to take a moment to say shout out to Nikia Renee. Um, Nakia graced us with last week's uh, episode, double uh, double whammy episode. Miss you, Queen. She'll be back, I'm sure. Yes, Nakia, you hear that? You'll be back. <laughs> uh, no King George, but you'll be back. Is a little <sighs> Hamilton reference. I was gonna apologize, but I realized I wouldn't mean it if I said it. So you were not going to apologize. <laughs> Surely wasn't. Uh, that being said, let's dive right on in to this week's episode. So, I hmm, how do I start? Because I already have feelings. Just do it. Um, I wonder if we're thinking the same thing. <laughs> but go ahead. I appreciate like the the competitions. I appreciate how things kind of you know fall and land. Um, the they've started to shift how they're reviewing episodes now or how they're like um producing the episodes now where stuff is on a little bit of a stagger um seemingly for like dramatic effect and i don't like it if y'all don't already know i like to go home i like to end my thursday nights knowing who the hoh is and so the fact that we didn't get that (laughs) last week was a problem for me but I get that, like, it had not been, you know, we had gone four weeks prior where we knew. And so, it, you know, you got to mix it up. Anywho, we jump right into uh, 
this week with an HOH comp uh, called Name That Croon, which was a nice little um, kind of switch up where you, you, know, you kind of have that face off moments, you versus somebody else, and you'll get a description of a competition played. Um, and you have to figure out, was that, uh, was it a head of household comp? Was it a veto comp? Or was it the wild card comp? So you got to like pick which one it is. If you get it right, other person's knocked out. If you get it wrong, you're knocked out. Either way, the winner will get to pick from the pool of people remaining who should go next. And I already live for the mess that I know that this is going to become. Because anytime you have to call somebody out, it's always going to be a problem with somebody. Somebody will take that personal real fast. Mm-hmm. And even in the moment, you notice that, like, like especially if people, if there's two stronger people competing, they will continue to pick that other person plus, you know, a rando or that other person plus who they, you know, presume people to be working with. So according to, like, random draw, we won't have to go through, like, all of it, but I do want to, like, point out, according to random draw, uh, Brittany and Claire were the first two to get selected. Mm-hmm. And um, Claire got it wrong, which meant Brittany won. And when it came to Brittany to decide who would go next out of the pool of everybody in the house, she said Sarah Beth and Kylan. Which, a direct target. Right. Du- direct direct hit. I don't care how you put it. She's like, they're clearly working together. Might as well try to knock one of them out. And fair, because like if you're on the heels of, granted we didn't see it all Thursday, but I would presume they they did the competition right after eviction on Thursday, mm-hmm. and you're on the heels of, okay, we just got we got we just split up a couple because Christian went home and Alyssa's still here, so now let me go for some other duos, and Sarah Beth and Kylan are not even secretly like, you know, affectionate or kind secret. towards one another. No secret, no secret. But then at the same time, just don't be surprised when it comes back to you, because <laughs> when when Kylan Kylan got it right between him and Sarah Beth, and what did he do? He did the same thing to Brittany. Put Brittany up against her number one, Asa. Right, and it's like, oh, so that's what we doing? But. So, so when Ozzy gets it right, what does she do? She puts Kylan up again. And I'm like, okay, I, I see where this is going. <laughs> it's it's very petty. I don't appreciate it. Not at all. Um, I will say also to see the... So this highlights a really big issue Um with the cookout in general in that we know they're all working together, but they have not actually sat down all six of them, at least that we've seen and talked things out. So it, 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 I think it helps them in a lot of situations, but we're starting to see how that does not help them at all. Like how it hurts them actually. Mm-hmm. So we get to see stuff like Aza won between her and Brittany, but then she goes to put up Kylan like votes for Kylan to like vote again or like to compete again. When again, there's a whole slew of people. Why are we just like picking at each other? Mm-hmm. But we get down, we, or we get closer to the end 
And there's a moment where <laughs> I just thought this was funny. Uh, a moment where Aza is only funny because I'm it's not, it's not me, but Aza right. talks to Kylan like kind of under her breath. But you know, because of these uh, these big brother mics, they catch everything. Um, and <laughs> she says to him explicitly, "I want to win this. I want this one. Like I I I, I want to win it." Kylan mm-hmm. says. Okay, <laughs> the two of them get called up to go. Like literally a moment later, Aza uh, versus Kylan, and <laughs> he doesn't. Even, I could see if she said she wanted it, and she like in that round she made her choice on whatever the, the you know the question was, and from that she lost it, and so then Kylan won based on her like getting it wrong, or if mm-hmm. Kylan could even throw it and get it wrong. Um, he did not do that. He actually <laughs> buzzed in very quickly and got it right. <laughs> okay, see, see, because that, that was this is gonna be my thing. I was like, do you think he actually like knew what it was? Because I can't remember even if I heard words by the time he pushed that button. So I'm like, did he just like just press a button, hoping that well, it's a one in three shot that I I get it right, so I'm probably gonna get it wrong. And he just happened to end up picking the right one. Um, hmm. I want to give Kylan all the grace in the world. I want to believe that that he would have wanted to be give that to Aza. From what I saw, I didn't see that. I can't say that that's what I witnessed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as petty as what I think happened was, I do think. He still gunned for that v- the um the HOH, even though he had said at the top he didn't want to win. But I don't know. I mean, I know you say he didn't want to win, but at the same time, we're like getting at the point where it's like the cookout is gonna have to start targeting like their friends outside of the cookout. And I'm pretty sure he did not want Sarah Beth to be put up because it was likely that she was going to be the one going on the block this week. Right. Because I think that's a, a piece to it as well because of the cookout's plan, which I think is still um, it might be the most ironclad plan I've seen of any alliance ever. Because most alliances go, alright, we just need to stick together and we'll pick everybody else off one by one. But I'm still impressed by like Tiffany specifically, who was saying, okay, we all need to, we're, this is the core. And each of us needs to individually have another person outside of this core six um, who we are close to so that as people, you know, target or, you know, see us, that our people, like if it does wind up being the two of us on the block, then we always know we have the votes because we'll have the numbers. Like it just, the plan just seems more thought out and more ironclad than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I see, I see that too for Kylan, like his outside person being Sarah Beth, so to speak, and wanting to like not being ready to let go, let her go necessarily. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, it yeah, it's weird to see the moment where him and Aza, she says, I want it. And, He's like, okay, cool, and still wins, you know, whether he meant to win or not. And then right. a couple moments later, it comes down to Tiffany and Kylan 
literally final the final two. two. And mm-hmm. Tiffany says to him, I want this. I want to see my family. I want to see my son. And he's like, all right, cool. He gives her all the time in the world. She does not get it right, which then turns him into HOH. And I... It, it was funny. I'm not going to like, it was funny <laughs> as hell. But like, I was like, oh, God, dog. Like, he didn't he didn't need this right now. <laughs> he really did he didn't. need it. But here we and are. So I had a little bit of like, Kylan, what are you doing, bruh? Because he's building the resume, but he's also building a target. Mm-hmm. Real fast. But it is it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, what's weird too, though, is even with Christian going home last week, I was like, okay, now we're like starting to like get close to clearer targets being made. Cause you know, we, we have those weeks where we watch and we see, okay, so-and-so one, they're clearly going to target this person. But then we mm-hmm. get into Kylan winning, and like again, so if if it was like an Aza who won, or really anybody else, I think a clearer target would be would be more apparent. But with Kylan winning, it's like okay, so who goes up? Right. And it's I mean throughout the whole episode, it's like really like Kylan. Also, it seems doesn't know who's going to go up. <laughs> I mean, his his options are are very limited right now, mm-hmm. right? So it's like he already has the cookout, so that's gone. He works really close with Derek X, that's gone. Uh, Sarah Beth is his girl, she's gone. So that really only leaves three people as potential targets, which are Claire. Alyssa and Brittany. So he's working on the side between those three, which one is the most, I guess, lethal to his game at this point. If he right. were to stick true to all of his real alliances. So Right. And with that, it seemed obvious to me, like, okay, great. When you have a week like this, it is it's pretty much a done deal. You have three potential people. You don't really care which of the three go home. So you nominate two of them. And then if one saves himself, you put up the other one. Like, it, that seemed clear cut. True. But then, because if they're going sort of like with the plan, sort of like keep them like under under wraps, so to say, mm-hmm. then they would still be like, put one person up who's not in their alliance and then put them up with someone in their alliance. So it's sort of like, you still get that facade going on. Okay. The black people, they ain't working together like that. So, you know what I mean? True. Um, But I think this is a unique alliance in one, how it formed. It is also my favorite alliance in the history of big brother. Oh, easy, easy. Um, (laughs) But I think, I think it's a, it's a thing where it's like, who's going to call the bluff? Which we'll get into a little bit later, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is an alliance of just black people. Who's going to be brave enough or bold enough, really, to call that out? 
I want you to call it out. Yeah, I dare you to call it out. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. Try it. See what happens. But uh, going on through the week, um, th- this is very interesting. I want to see how you feel about this. Uh, when Aza and Kylan had that conversation in the HOH room about what happened in the competition... How did you how did you take that whole situation? Oh, it was This is a, a big moment of vulnerability for me. It was tough okay. because as I mentioned, I I love Kylan. Um because I see so much of myself in Kylan and even how he how he conducts himself, how he moves through the house, like I see so much of myself in Kylan. And so watching like he's a master communicator in my opinion, like he's very clear um, and deliberate with the words he uses and how he communicates with others. And so I saw that and I respected that from him in Aza, in that conversation with Aza, but to see like from the diary room perspective of how Aza was talking about her reaction to it, I also understood what she was saying because I've also heard people say that to me about how I discourse with them. Mm, okay okay so it was i mean it was i felt called in not called out but called in (laughs) (laughs) but that is to say at the end of the day i still agree with kylan and how he handled everything and i in my opinion aza still responded to everything in a really um to nitpick about his communication style and talk about how she feels with the communication style still feels like she's not really tackling the subject. Cause he's still, mm. you know, willing to have that conversation, but she's, she's caught up in how he sounds in like the, his method of delivery that she's like shutting down what he's saying because of how he's saying it. Well, yeah, because the thing is, like, if he's saying it in a way that makes it seem like he's not even listening to her, like, I'm I'm shutting down. Like, okay, this ain't going nowhere. We about to stop this right now. It is what it is. All right, I'll talk to you later. Because it did kind of come up like that a little bit. I get it. I get that. <laughs> um, but again, I'm... Did, I see exactly where Kylan's coming from, and I've ha- I've had that same feedback given to me personally. Mm-hmm. So it's tough, but I ride for Kylan. So because you because you ride for you as you should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel? What was your takeaway? That was like my big thing. It was like I can like see where she's like coming from, but then at the same time, it's like uh, any like thing that goes on that can sort of uh, push people away from the idea of them working together, like, I'm all for her. It's like, no matter, like, how, like, shady it might have felt to her, it's like, to everyone else, it looks like, oh, they might be, like, going after each other. So they're not definitely not working together. True. Um, but, yeah, there was a point where I felt like he wasn't, fully like listening to her because it seemed like there were points where she was talking but then he immediately had something to say and she wasn't even finished like i could tell she wasn't finished saying what she was trying to say so mm-hmm. i was like mm, okay i need i need him to, to pull back a little bit 
they kept doing it. I was like, mm, okay, this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, fair. And I think it didn't help, too, that, like, he, when she told him, I want to win, and he was quick to answer, but then when Tiffany told him that he wanted to win, that she wanted to win, then he, he didn't press any buttons. So it was like, mm, you True. did that for her, not for me. I have an issue. I might not say it, but it's that's definitely an issue. So yeah. And this gets into the, okay. I have a whole think piece ready, and I don't think this is our episode to get into it. I think closer to the finale, when there's like less stuff going on throughout the week, we'll get into it. But I want to okay. talk about the inter, just the interpersonal connections of Black people on this show. Oh, we have to. It's we're gonna. We're, this is not the week to do it, but yeah, it's coming. Four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. When it's um, yeah, we we'll, we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I honestly, I I value so much of what you are saying, and it's it, you know, I'm growing, I'm learning, and I'm growing, and so I thank you, friend. Proud of you. <laughs> Um, but you know, the other interesting thing, because of like, to your point about the thing, the one benefit of their genuine struggle between Aza and Kylan, even though they're struggling and they're in this alliance together, the fun thing is that since nobody really suspects the cookout as an alliance at all, because again, who going, who going to check me? Who going to say something? I dare you. Because... <laughs> Even if they get called out, like the easiest thing to shrug it off is also oh, all the black people working together. That's what you think. Shut down real quick. Easily. No, no. Shut I it just down. it just seemed like yeah. Okay. I, no, I see how it is, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, uh, Claire is talking to oh, Kylan, um, you know, fellow queen, and. Um, or former fellow former queen, and she's they're talking about targets, and she proceeds to just blab about half of the <laughs> the cookout itself, and it's like, oh great, you can't Ooh. stay actually. <laughs> now that I know this information, I was like, y- you know, okay, like with it being like a Joker's, I was like, okay, cool, you, you, the Joker's they they weird. Let's keep it real. The Jokers are weird, okay? Keep it above. Uh, right. And then I was like, okay, like, still with the team thing, whatever. And then she throws out, oh, and probably Xavier too. Huh? Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you about to be a problem. Real oh, fast. I'm so sorry. You actually can't sit with us anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. I, I think it's your time, boo. I think it's your time. <laughs> Have fun and jury. We'll we'll miss you. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed your two weeks of safety. But you know that ran out this week. So, <laughs> but it's you know it's interesting that like okay, so as Kylan's trying to piece together because I genuinely didn't know what he was gonna do. Like we were saying, like who the targets are gonna be. So okay, great. I got this one person in the house, clearly gunning for half of my alliance. Let me go ahead and keep you in mind for a nominee. 
And then the mm-hmm. other weird thing to me was seeing um, Kylan and Big D talk about like nominations and who to go up. And Big D put himself like on the line as a pawn to protect the other Jokers. Of <laughs> I, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it because of the three, he would be the one to keep it cool the most. I agree with because that. we already see how Brittany gets. We've seen it three times. Uh, Aza. Her and Kylan just had that conversation, putting her up on the block. It might not go over well between the two of them. Right. So with Kylan asking Big D is like, would you want to go up as a pun? It's like to sort of like say face. I I I get why he said yes. Even though he didn't want to, I get it. Yeah. But the other piece to this, and I want to dive into it not right now, right now, but later on this episode right now. Um, so the Black Dynamic experience in the house, that's coming in another episode. So if y'all are waiting for that, just check back it's in. It's not happening. Sorry about it. It's not happening this week because it's it's a whole discourse. But to get into this whole moment here, I'm like, why is it that... Why is Britney so precious? They treat her like she's the the most precious thing in the world and she's so fragile and I don't really I, I I can understand forming a bond with somebody in the house, but there's a certain there's a different level of protection that Big D and Aza offer um uh, Britney that I don't I can't quite get because I, I forget which of the other times that Britney had been nominated but when like Aza was literally ready to be like no 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 put me up instead and she was so and I think that might have been to Xavier um well, maybe uh, it was Kylan the first time <laughs> that was hmm wait hold on it had to be either Xavier or Kylan because they're they were the only yeah. two members that have been HOH I think that was oh it it had to have been it had to have been Kylan. Yeah. I think. Either way, that yeah. level of mm-hmm. protection I don't like, okay, yes, you care about this girl. She's not in your alliance. She's not with the six. The six y'all have, and I don't know if they had like as a sol- as solid a plan as they have now, but mm-hmm. as tight as you are, like I don't know specifically for Aza. I don't know if Aza knows that only one person wins the money. Woo! And y- y- you know what? <laughs> that it's it's gonna bite her at some point. It's gonna bite her. Yeah. Because I I okay. I understand integrity. I I would argue that I am a person who has a lot of integrity. Sure. I would say the exact same thing for you. Sure. I don't appreciate the hesitation you had when I mentioned your integrity, but we'll we'll break that down once we stop recording. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But there is 
not to say that you have to compromise your integrity to play this game, but there is a certain level where you have to realize you can't protect and do everything. You can't be a, you can't have a golden cape and save everybody and be a superhero and win the game. You just can't. True. I mean, especially if you're winning any competitions, but that's another thing. But And see, and we don't have to go there, but you took it there. We don't have to go there, but just know it's it's a direction we could go. But we're not going there. Not right now. <laughs> so yeah, it's it just it it really is strange to me um to watch Aza and Big D coddle Britney the way that they do. And I have more to say about it, but again, I don't wanna like I don't want to burn it all right now. Let's let's get more into the week so that I can like really dive in. Right. So who got put up? Let's just uh, get right to it. <laughs> uh, Claire and Big D, you know, like, oh, Claire, you you targeting half the alliance? Great. Big D, you said you're going to be a pawn? Great. Um, Great. And what I really and see, and this is not just me being a. Are we a Kylan stand account as well? I don't know about that yet. Okay. I don't think so. Um. Which I know my mom would be... Can't put in that much work yet. Correct. Uh, My mom would be livid because she and I had a conversation about Kylan this week that threw me off. And she can't quite articulate why she doesn't like isn't feeling him as much. But that has led to a whole uh, identity dynamic crisis for me. Because I'm like, wait, you don't like Stop it right now. But I think I'm... No, 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 no. So do you nope, stop it? Stop it. <laughs> anyway, um, what I appreciate about Kylan in his his um, nomination speeches is they are so short, they are so concise, and he won't really be saying much of nothing. <laughs> He's like, "All right, Listen. I nominated you too, and this is the week to show up." This meeting, this <laughs> nomination meeting is adjourned. Like what? <laughs> Listen, I don't. I don't care. What anybody says I, I owe not a soul any reason why I put somebody up in my nomination speech. I owe you nothing. Yeah. And literally, my favorite, my favorite thing ever was when, uh, even though I cannot stand this man, uh, I think it was in Big Brother. Was it ten? I can't remember if it was 10 or 11 right now, but mm-hmm. um, do you remember a dude named Jesse? Um, the bodybuilder who became a wrestler and all that? Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. My my favorite thing ever, when he was like, he was HOH, he put two was like, I nominate this person and this person. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and this veto meeting is adjourned. Thank you so much. I was like, that, that's it. I was like, I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. Not at Thanks all. Thanks for coming. Bye. Right. <laughs> but so now we have our, our nominees. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to get into uh, our brand new room in the house. Yes. They have the now high closed. Room. Yeah, they closed. I already forgot what the other name was. I really did. <laughs> Wildcard room? Did it, I was supposed to say Wildcard comp room. I don't know. That feels yeah. wrong. <laughs> it feels wrong, but it is. It's it gone. Is. Don't um, matter. <laughs> right. So the 
the high rollers room. So basically what happens is there it's a room with different uh, casino games inside that can lead you to getting powers in the game. Um, but you have to have Big Brother Bucks in order to play in said games. In order to get Big Brother Bucks, America gets to vote on basically who they want to give this money to. So the top three vote-getters of the week, they get 100 Big Brother Bucks. Uh, the next three, they get 75, and then everybody else gets 50. Mm-hmm. When you get this money, you can choose to use it right then and there, or you can hold off, hoping that you get more BB Bucks as the weeks come along to play in different games that cost more. So throughout the time, there's going to be three different games uh, going on in the room. So you have the Beto Derby, you have a Chopping Block Roulette, and then you have the Coin of Destiny. So with the Beto Derby, if you choose to play that, that's 50 bucks that's going to cost you. If you win or place high enough, depending on how each game works, you, for the Beto Derby you'll have the opportunity to then bet on somebody playing in the veto competition. And if that person wins the veto competition, then you also get your own veto for that week. That's the first one. Chopping block roulette, that's going to be $125. So the way the bucks are set up, that's something that you won't be able to play until potentially the second week that the room is open. Mm-hmm. Um if you win that game, then you'll have the option to uh, take off a nominee that week. But then this is where it gets real messy. Because if you take someone off, the person that replaces the nominee is determined by the spin of a fucking wheel. And I don't like it. I don't like it at <laughs> all. I love it for the mess, but I don't... <sighs> Oh, no, uh uh-uh. I would have a whole ass heart attack. Especially if you decide to take somebody off and then the person that gets replaced is somebody else that you're working with, you're going to feel like, you're going to feel real dumb. Yeah. Real dumb. And I can't wait to see that mess unfold. Now, (laughs) the last one (laughs) is the Coin of Destiny, which is going to be 250 bucks to play which you won't be able to play until the third week based on how the the bucks are set up, how you get them. If you win that one, then you get the flip of a coin to basically determine whether or not you're going to be the HOH that week. So whoever the HOH is at that point, huh, you better hope they flip wrong. Right. And with that one, I'm I'm what I'm curious about, because this could this could determine the, the real mess of it all, right? So the thing with uh overthrowing the HOH. So if it's gonna be like the first HOH, they still make their nominees and then someone overthrows them? Or is it gonna be like they're the HOH? but then someone overthrows them before the first nomination ceremony. Ooh. Because if it's the first one, then you just made targets for no reason. 
Right. So I'm I'm excited, but very um very nervous <laughs> for everybody <laughs> in the house. <laughs> and the thing is also once the power is used, it can only be used once, it can't be used again. And it has to be used the week that it's won. Which I appreciate. So, I do. I really because we only need that once and that's it. <laughs> Especially with the Vito Derby being as, you know, quote unquote cheap as it is to play. If that mm-hmm. was something that was like available every week, it'd make for an interesting game, especially in terms of like the switch up of everything. But it still would be annoying, I would think. Right. So we get into the high rollers room and people are going to find out uh, in, in secret how uh, much money they're going to get. And they're going to choose whether or not they want to compete in the Veto Derby this week. Because that's the only one that anyone's going to have enough money for. So, it, in your in your mind, going in, who did you think were going to be the top three vote-getters? Who was getting the 100 BB bucks this week? Um, wow. I didn't really think about it. What I did know, or what I expected, is that the Black people, all six of them... I didn't think any of them would be top vote getters. Really? Because I thought for people who are supporting the black vote, quote unquote, it's getting split six ways, the black vote. So based on populations Mm. and representations showing up, I would have thought that it would be like Derek X, I thought had a strong chance uh, because he's getting all of the Asian vote. And I'm doing this purely from like a political, like, like cultural standpoint. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking Derek X might be a, a strong vote getter. I thought Brittany would be a strong vote getter. And uh, because it's 333, I thought Derek X, Brittany, and I thought um, uh, Sarah Beth would be at the top. Really? Interesting. Okay. I thought it was going to be Hannah, Derek X, and Tiffany. Mm, I see that. I can see that. But we we get into it, and we're just going to break it down by where everyone fell. And the thing is, I wanted it to be a little bit messier, to be quite honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> what they did, they just told you how much money you got. They didn't tell you where you fell in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> which is what I personally would have wanted. Be like, you know what? Just so you know, you are six in the vote. You so you know where you stand. Correct. <laughs> you are you are last. <laughs> you got no votes this week. Sorry about it. That's what I really wanted, but you know, it can't be that messy, I guess. I um, I suppose. So we um find out that the top three vote-getters were Brittany, Derek X, and Big D. That really shocked me. Go ahead. But I think it's because we all recognize that he don't know how to cast his vote for eviction, and it's really endearing. I sadly to (laughs) evoke (laughs) <laughs> I 
in, endearing. It's it's a word. It's it's a it's a choice of a word. Um, okay. And we are going to leave it at that. Um, and then the because the you know what it is. And you know, what? I'm not I'm not gonna put my mouth on this man's life all the way. Sure. Okay. Okay. But there's like there's a questionable literacy there, and I think it's I think it's endearing. That makes one of the three of us, three including Nakia. Um, <laughs> so we have our top three, and then our next three, who gets the the seventy five bucks, is Hannah, Xavier, and Tiffany. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with that. It surprised me to be honest. Uh, what surprised you? So the, that it surprised me that Tiffany was as high up as she was. And same thing with Big D, given how the two of them were at each other in the last week um, and seeing like their interaction with each other. Also um, America, just as a whole, as an institution, um, as a prison, as the ghetto uh, has shown that it really doesn't appreciate or respect black women. So I was very shocked to see um, Hannah and Tiffany be very high vote getters um for this comp or for the you know, this, whatever that's fair so it that, also that leaves oh go ahead to your point about who who's left it also surprised me that kylan was as low as he was because kylan you know we got kylan sarah beth Aza, Alyssa, claire as all of the people who didn't get enough votes to like get special money or extra money um, mm-hmm. I was a little surprised that Kylan was as low as he was, and same thing with Alyssa. I'm not, in terms of Alyssa, at least. Mm-hmm. I think with Kylan, it could be like one of those scenes where it's like, okay, well, he's already HOH, so does he? Do you really want to give him more potential power this week? Mm, don't know about that. Yeah, that's how I'm choosing to look at it. I could be willfully ignorant, and that's fine. I'm going to live in that for this week. <laughs> so everyone got, got their coins. Um, so now they uh, have the option to play in the veto derby. And to go into what the competition is, uh, they basically, it's sort of like a little shuffleboard situation where they have, uh, what are they called? These... Um, like what a julep's? Yeah, but it was like yes, a, a big a stein. It was a stein yeah. of mint julep. <laughs> yeah, so they had three of those that they had to shoot down the shuffleboard lane, and the further down the lane, the more points that you get. And wh- whoever has the highest score, uh, in the quickest time wins. What we later find out is that, uh, there's a top six potential. Of people to get this power, which is a lot. And then based on the number of points you got, how quick you are, that'll determine the order in which you can pick people uh, in this veto competition, basically. Mm-hmm. So the people that uh, competed were Sarah Beth, Kylan, Tiffany, Big D, and Claire. So Sarah Beth, she got four points. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Kylan got nine points. Go off. Tiffany got not a damn thing, which I was like, ah. Yeah, because then at the end of hers, because the big thing was like you're. It's like shuffleboard, but because it's on, it's not on a, just a, a flat surface. It's also, it's on a table itself. Yeah. So if your stuff falls off the table, you get no points. Exactly. And she had, I want to say, two points um, at one at a certain point, and then mm-hmm. knocked both glasses off. So she got zero yep. points. Yep. Um. So she just left that one alone. She would have had that opportunity. I was like, hmm. That's rough. Yeah. Um, and then we get Big D, who got five points, and Claire also got four points. So all those people, minus Tiffany, of course, uh, are able to place bets on the upcoming Beatle competition. So in the order uh, of what, whoever the six are, Kylan would pick first because he got the most points. Big D would pick next because he got second most points. Uh, because Claire and Beth, Beth, Sarah Beth, both got four points. Since Claire was faster, she'll get to pick before Sarah Beth does. Mm-hmm. Which, cool. Um, I did appreciate that Kylan like gunned uh, that he wanted to maintain the control of the week, and also I love I love that he mentioned that the real goal there was to to burn the power to like guarantee that it would be used this week on his week. Um, mm-hmm. and so that he kind of has some more control over that chaos. I'm just like, all right, cool. Right. Cause imagine both your nominees going off the block. You hate to see it. And not only that two other people that you now can't put up because they both have vetoes. Yeah. Potentially. There potentially could have been four people that, you can't touch anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, they really could have bottlenecked the power a bit and put, almost had forced, you know, some cookout members to be up on the block together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, speaking of people who were up and uh, trying to figure out who's going to be safe for the week, we cut over to um, the strangest conversation uh, <laughs> so far to me which was a conversation between Brittany and Kylan uh, where she, they're like, she's offering him safety if he can like protect her this week uh, or like guarantee, like, you know, promise that she won't go up and like, okay, you keep me safe. I'll keep you safe. And this is why I say it's strange. And I'm, I'm going to lean in for this one. And I hope y'all at home can feel the lean in, even if you don't see it. Um, Your voice definitely got, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, go ahead. So, here's the thing, Brittany. You can't offer something you can't deliver. You know what I mean? So, and that, I just want that to be very clear. Like, Jamel, you are a very, very, one of my dearest friends. I love you so, so much. Oh, I love you too. I cannot, I can't promise you a gold yacht. I can't offer you a gold yacht. Because I don't have a gold yacht. You know what I mean? But I want a gold yacht. And that's fine. I don't have a gold yacht to offer you. I can't I can't give that. I can't say that's a thing that we can like agree to exchange between one another. Because I don't have that. In the same way that Brittany cannot offer Kylan safety 
because she can't guarantee that safety. I need to win an HOH competition first. Let's just keep it a buck. A whole buck. <laughs> and this is a, the thing about those kind of deals, too, is like, I need these terms to be very clear, right? Explicit. Is the deal, is the deal we don't put each other up for these next two weeks? Or is the deal, if I don't put you up, then you don't put me up? the next two weeks. See, there's there's a difference. Because if it's just an if, I'm not breaking no deal because there's no deal to be had in the first place. True. Um, and to that point, by the end of this deal, question mark, <laughs> uh, Kylan says, I like the way that sounds. I like the sound of that. Basically. Basically. Which isn't a yes. It's not. It's hopeful, it's not. and it'll get somebody out the way, but it's not a yes. I, I heard a, I, I I can agree, but are you going to agree? Right. <laughs> but that's just me, and it is what it is. So. But she's in there having a conversation that really only, the only other people who could have that conversation with Kylan would be Xavier or Derek X. Right. Right, right, right. Again, just to keep it a buck. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get into because Big D has offered himself up as a pawn, but doesn't want that to be obvious or apparent. Um, we see we see him like talking to Ozzy and Brittany, the other former Jokers, saying that he's the target or he feels like he's the, the target. And this was a moment where, and this flag has been going off in my head for a lot especially this week about Aza? about just the cookout in general it's my favorite thing and my least favorite thing that they have never sat down together because <laughs> big D, you shouldn't have to i i don't know how much of what you're set what you're selling to Aza she's buying but because the cookout has not come together to talk about the plan or the moves that they're making individually, Aza could be inclined to believe that like, they're all just trusting that like, yeah, we just, we black, we got each other, but they're not actually, they're working together, but they're not. Right. And I, I think Aza genuinely thinks that big D could be the target. Which is a problem for me. It's, it's a problem because like, for me, no matter what, you should know. You already know what the plan was going to be to begin with. A cookout member versus a non-cookout member on the block. We know how it's going to go down. Right. So so why are we confused right now? I don't understand. Hmm. But, um, yeah, we, we see that moment. And, again... The I do appreciate that the Jokers are so caring for each other, but like I think all the teams are, because in a similar way we get to see Tiffany have a conversation with Kylan about Claire, where she's like, and it's it's funny because Tiffany is like, oh I don't want Claire to be the target, like Claire's one of my closest people in the house, and it's like yeah girl that's by design, you set yeah. this up, <laughs> uh, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, 
I already knew somebody going to get their feelings hurt real fast. They're going to try to deviate from the plan because somebody that they like better than someone in their alliance is going to be on the block. And this is yep. an example. Yep. It's like if Aza can keep Brittany, she would. If Tiffany can keep Claire, she would. If Kylan can keep Sarah Beth, I'm sure he would want to. Even though he says that he'll always put the cookout's priority, he would definitely want to, I feel, keep uh, Sarah Beth over potentially some of the cookout members. So, right. Like, I think if it was a situation where Sarah Beth was on the block with Brittany, and let's say, you know, just for all intents and purposes, let's say all the cookout was eligible to vote, and it was Sarah Beth and Brittany on the block, I do think Kylan would vote Brittany out for one obviously because he's Absolutely. working with Sarah Beth. But I also think he would try to gun and like really um, convince people to keep Sarah Beth over Brittany, even though Sarah Beth is the clear bigger target. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A bigger threat, I should say. So yeah, we, mm, it's fine. Um, then we get to the veto, which, you know, I'm always seeing, um, I'm always seeing a story. The story. So we just go, we're going to talk about the draws and we're, then we'll get into the story. So we have Kylan who draws Alyssa. It's like, okay, great. When we talk about targets, you could clean up and close out a duo because you got rid of Christian last week and now we can get rid of Alyssa this week. We have Claire who draws Aza, um, who the story really uh, comes together because Big D is hoping, and like we saw a moment where the um the Jokers were together and talking about like how to play it. Um, but Big D is hoping to get some more Jokers playing, and Claire draws Aza, so boom. And then Big D gets house guest choice and he chooses Brittany. So we got the Crazy. Jokers who were a part of you know Claire's target, <laughs> and then we have um Alyssa who's joining them. And who I think would just round out in terms of like a cleaner week. Like, yes, mm-hmm. people would be upset to see Alyssa go, but like Alyssa spent, this is the, the, this is the real problem I think with showmances is that they tend to put so much energy into each other. Once one of them leaves, the other one's like a sitting duck. Big facts. Big facts. So, they don't know what to do. And that I'm a, a little bit more surprised that Kylan didn't, go for Alyssa in terms of like trying to have an easier week I mean I'm sure he would have but then you know Claire just opened her mouth a little too wide yes so some things she shouldn't have said (laughs) so boom loose lips it's the target yep so we get to um find out a little bit about the veto competition because they get a clue in order to help them determine uh, for the veto derby who uh, the four house guests want to choose to bet on. And the clue that they get is veto backwards. And we know what that means. Really? That's the clue. Right. Right. Like, just say it. Right. (laughs) Like, what the... But, yeah, so it's going to be the Oto competition, which everyone knows it's a competition where you're going to have to look for something and then climb back up to your starting point in order to get it. So, basically, who do you think is going to be good at something like that? 
So, uh, with that being said, Kylan uh, gets picked first out of everyone. So he thinks that uh, Alyssa is going to win. So if Alyssa wins the veto, then he gets a second veto. Mm-hmm. Next, then, we have Big D, who then bets on Brittany. Perfect. So then that will be two Jokers with vetoes, if that were to come about. Because that was their grand plan, I believe, was that Big, Correct. if Brittany won, she would have a veto, Big D would have a veto, and they could mm-hmm. both make sure that like Big D could come off the block and also that Aza would, not, would be safe from the block. Assuming exactly. Kylan's going for Jokers. Exactly. Um, and then Claire bets on Kylan, which at that moment I was like, interesting. Because I feel like at that point, if Kylan wants Claire gone, then he knows that he can't win this beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a nice little but, okay. Right, messy, messy. And then uh, Sarah Beth, chooses Aza, which, I mean, between Aza, Claire, and Big D, I mean, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the veto competition, how it sort of played out? Yeah, so um, we got a chance to see uh, Otev this time, his always... Otep always gets a new kind of, of remodel, a, a little makeover. And this time, Otep is a jacked jellyfish, which it's very it's it's giving Hanna Barbera. Um, but you know what? Yeah, actually. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, so yes. <laughs> but um. I thought the the fun little the the things that they're searching for in the context of the game were yeah they're looking for two names but everything has been sort of turned into two jellies that the jack jellyfish is looking for so we got like fun names like um like mince frenchie or you know whatever else um and uh, again it's like musical chairs so there's going to be one less seat each round than the number of people playing in that round so that the last person to bring back the the right thing is um, basically evicted. So you got to be fast and right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to just jump down to... No, I'm going to start at the top and then we're going to jump down to the, the end. Um, because Big D... Like, I... Not that I expected a whole lot Yeah, yeah you do. Oh no, you no, you didn't. You know, not at all. <laughs> but he was the first one out, and no surprise. Yeah, and I wanted to be more surprised. He hustled really hard, uh, and we'll we'll get more into some hustle later on. But um, yeah, he he was the first one out, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, but then jumping down to uh, kind of towards the end. Uh, we get to see um, Aza. Actually, before we get to the end, really Aza, who threw a part of it to Brittany to support, I guess, the cause of the a Joker winning, specifically Brittany, the Joker winning. I, yeah. 
I get it. But at a certain point, this is where I really got frustrated with this dynamic between the Jokers. Because I'm not about to throw something to a person that is considerably worse at the game than I am. It was bad and, like, very obvious. Yeah, you throwing it was obvious. The way she, like, how bad she was, also obvious. And at that point, I would just work on saving, you know, saving myself or, like, getting it myself to hopefully also protect her or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a lost cost. It's a sunk cost when it comes to trying to, like, help Brittany be better and, like, excel in the game. Like, I really do feel like their work with Brittany on a social level is going to hurt Big D and Aza in the long run. Going to, mm, it already has, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Like, it's a it's a frustrating thing. It's an obvious thing. Because even, I think, it the camera cut to, like, Tiffany noticing, like, seeing that, like, Aza was throwing it, literally throwing it to uh, Brittany, throwing the mm-hmm. correct answer to her. And so Aza like got knocked out that round, and then Brittany got knocked out the very next round. So it was like, was what was it worth? What was mm. it really worth? Jokers, jokers being jokes. All three of them gone already. <laughs> and like to, to that same point, like the if you're not if you're going to be taken seriously, some shifts have to happen. Like, you really have to think about, and I think somebody already started mentioning it last week. Like, at this point, we have to consider jury management, making sure you, mm-hmm. like, are getting people, people in the jury are not upset with you or w- would not want to vote against you winning the money. But right. also, you got to think about building your resume. And Aza clearly was strong enough to compete and potentially get this one. Mm-hmm. But you threw it to somebody who is a lost cause. And so now you don't, you've thrown your chance to win this, to build your resume. And you don't even have the social games to speak to because the person you threw it to is not going to win the game. At all. Read the I'm room. it right there the for room. right now. I still have more. I know I mentioned this to you before we started recording. I got a lot to say about this whole dynamic. I know you do. but let's just jump down uh kylan it it comes down to kylan and um Alyssa, and it's again like you said one of those interesting things where it's like okay claire vote on kylan so if he wins then claire also wins and um kylan vote on Alyssa. so if she wins he also wins so he gets to look a little bit more like a hero and have a little bit more control over the veto if he decides to be the one to take Claire off versus Claire taking herself off. Sure. <laughs> be a hero. Sorry, you put her up. Mm. Right. Um. Which honestly, like, you I really think, think she's gonna like feel that way? Like, oh my god, thank you so much for saving me after you put me in jeopardy. I appreciate you so much. Like, there's there's no that. way, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's no way she's gonna be feeling that vibe. Like, 
why'd you put me on in the first place? Teammate, former teammate, you know, like. <laughs> you know, emphasis on the former is what I would say. Uh, okay. <laughs> that being said, that being said, we do get to see, um, we get to see, so Alyssa wins, Kylan gets the second veto because he voted for, or he bet on Alyssa winning. And they start to talk about putting, or Kylan starts to talk to Big D about putting Brittany up. And Big D is like trying to save her. And again, I'm like, what are y'all doing? Why are we saving this girl? It's a waste of time. It's a complete waste of time. Keep it pushing. And um, the other weird thing to me was that like Kylan, we jumped to him like talking to um, SB about giving Britney a heads up. I don't up get it. I don't get it. I don't. Before the veto? Literally, Why? like, Why? minutes before? I don't... For what? For, for, for what literal end? what? Yeah. Like, I... It... it Take your time. It... Uh, <laughs> got nothing but... If... The point of that was to get her to mentally prepare to go on the block. It's done, um, though. Ain't no more comps. Right. And it's like, if you're trying to get her to, like, prepare, that's something that you would do not 10 minutes before you're about to make the decision. Because then not she has no before. time. Right. And also not um, through a third party. Yeah. Like it, yeah, I, it, it, it didn't make sense. And so we have yet another conversation because remember last week we had Christian um, trying to like talk to uh, X, Derek X, about like, oh, we like you can do it differently. You don't have to put this, like put me up. Like this is how we can make it go. And then that's the end of Wednesday night's episode, which again is speaking to this whole slide situation. Because now I'm like more it. upset. I get I don't like it. that sometimes on Thursday night we don't get to know who wins HOH for the coming week. I yeah, get that's that. one thing. That's fine. On Wednesday night for veto night, I need to know who the last two answer. nominees are. I need an answer because th- this is my thing. Like. The way the way I work, I don't start looking at live feed stuff until I know who won that veto. Saying I really worry about spoilers like that. Mm-hmm. So when I don't find out who that veto winner is, I'm just stuck. I'm like, well, I can't. <laughs> well, here's another day I can't watch the live feed. Right, it's annoying. So yeah, I am not a fan, and it seems it, where it's not a trend yet. But there's some causality, and I don't know. I don't appreciate it. Yeah, not two weeks in a row. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, but so we, thankfully, because on on this podcast we are reviewing the whole week as a whole, uh, so we're just renting our frustration. But y'all don't have to live with it. Um, we do exactly. then get to see that Kylan. Uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this real quick because Big Brother editors, y'all are messy. Y'all are really messy. Remember how last season, um, this is a spoiler if folks are, you know, BB, have not seen BB22 yet. 
season 22, when they had the triple eviction, remember how that was a secret from the house the whole time? And then they happened to cut to Julie while it said triple eviction in the background. And they knew. In a Uh similar way, the way they did it last week, we saw the two people who we knew were nominated from Wednesday night, or like, you know, from pre-veto meeting. And then after they showed us the footage of how the veto meeting went, then we saw who the actual two nominees were. Like they had them actually switch seats. Uh huh. This week, we saw the results of the veto meeting already sitting in the two, the two chairs. Did we? Mm hmm. And I was like, aha. And sometimes, like, usually if it's like, on Thursday night, when we see post, you know, post eviction, and I'm Julie's talking to everybody right in the now. house, it doesn't really matter who is sitting in the two like nominee chairs. Like it's just the house; we're all sitting together. But uh-huh. going into the episode, as Julie was talking, we saw the house and we saw the two people sitting on the block, and it was not, um, it was not Claire and Big D. Who was who we knew coming out of Wednesday's episode? Who we knew to be um, nominated? It was um, well. I'll, I'll well. I'll get into it. Hold on, so I'm, I'm literally looking at it right Wednesday. now. Because <laughs> I'm like, ain't no way. Yeah, if you look at the very top of that episode, the little clip they show of people in the house, we see the two people who were actually uh, nominated. It's Claire and Big D. Is it? It's Claire and Big D. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not not you. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I'm glad I was wrong. Wait, let me. Yeah. Yeah, it's Claire BB. Great. Our BB historian running the tape, letting us know what it is. I was like, ain't, ain't no way they, they that messy about it. <laughs> well. Well. Let me not, but okay, yeah. Sorry, as um, you were. I guess I might have out the corner of my eye. I was like, okay, white woman. Okay, wait, what? And then missed it. Which okay to summarize all of that, just to get to it. So Kylan wound up using his veto on Claire, which thanks for saving me. I guess um, exactly. <laughs> and he. Despite all of her efforts and uh, immediate meltdown, uh, puts up Alyssa, uh, puts up, excuse me, Brittany. And then Alyssa has the opportunity to um, use her veto, which I thought that it didn't occur to me until that moment. But I was like, oh, wait, can Alyssa also save Brittany <laughs> and put somebody, and then kind of has to put somebody else Yeah. Up? Yeah. And that really wanted thought, to, yeah. Um, that thought terrified me because I was like, oh, wait, he's had this whole moment. They've had this whole buildup. We've had to wait 24 hours be- between episodes. But um, how is this about to go? And then sure enough, Alyssa did not use her veto. So it wound up being Britney versus Big D, which meant a Joker or former Joker was definitely going home. Um, And I loved so much of this episode. So we get to see Britney have a meltdown and she's upset. And Big D and Aza are consoling her again, which honestly, I said I had more. I'm actually over it. 
Oh, see, and you see what I'm talking about, and you see, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, uh, okay. This is what I will I'm say, trying. and then I'm I'm gonna say this, and I'm not going to touch it again, probably until next episode. But um, the issue I have with it is that this is further cementing the idea in the world that white people are more infantile than they actually are and black people are more grown than they actually are and so i'm in it you can rock with it or not i still see it this way um okay where so when we look at stuff like and this is so extreme but like rock with me for a second when we look at like the stuff that happened to trayvon martin right and tamir rice and Mike Brown and all these other young men, specifically the young guys who've been gunned down due to police brutality, how they were portrayed in the media, they were called young men or men or this man. And these were literal children, 12, 15, 14, uh, 17, I think Mike Brown might have been. But these were still mm-hmm. minors, according to the law. But they were being uh, perceived in the media as men, as adults. And then right. we look at, um, I can't even remember his whole name, which is probably a good thing because he's a terrible person. But there was this. Yeah, we're going to uh, leave it at that. It, um, but like all of the, uh, and see, even just now I said this kid, all of these white men who were in their early 20s, um, super late teens or early 20s, who committed vicious, horrible crimes, including. Um, like sexual assault, including um, actual assault, like all these terrible things that they have done and the media media portrays them as, or like calls them kids, or he was just a kid. And that, that difference in how we get betrayed versus how they get portrayed, um, mm-hmm. it, it's not, it just triggers me to see these two black people treat like protect britney and these two black people being big d and aza see them protect britney as much as they are mm-hmm. and furthering that idea that white people white women especially need to be protected and they are more infantile and innocent and fragile than the rest of the world when not to say that britney is this way but there there has been a lot of harm done by the complicity of white people and white women specifically. Correct. I will add this on though, because this could be another layer that isn't necessarily talked about with Brittany, with her being on the spectrum. How much of that for her specifically, I'm, I'm, I get you in terms of sort of just the concept of it all, but in terms of Brittany specifically, because she, like, mentioned it at, like, literally, like, first episode, and then we never hear her talk about it again, like, her being on the spectrum. So how much of that plays into the way that they sort of coddle her? It, like, do they even know? I don't, like, I don't even know if they know, because they never talk about it. Right. To that, I still feel like you can... 
to be neurodivergent, I don't think. And I would love if y'all are listening and you have thoughts, throw them in the comments, throw them uh, at the email, throw them on social media, whatever. But I still think to that point, to be neurodivergent does not mean you are infantile in mind and does not mean you, you need extra protection from a group, a house of 16 people or 15 other people, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And right. now I have fully said all I'm going to say about it, at least this week. It might come up again. I don't know. I might get triggered by something else and we'll see how it goes. Lord, don't do this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, moving on in the week. So now, again, we have Brittany, Big D on the block. Um, Some people are starting to see that it might actually be better for Big D to go instead of Brittany. Uh, Some of those people being... Yeah, some of those people being uh, Claire and Derek, <laughs> because they do recognize that people basically see Big D as a layup, uh, as someone that people are going to uh, always take over anyone else because they know that they can beat him, aka that's one less spot for them. Uh, so... There, you see, like these individual conversations, right? Where Claire's talking to Tiffany, Derek, Derek X is talking to Hannah, and they're sort of like just going along with the conversation, like, yeah, big, big D, like, yeah, he's gonna be, he's a problem. He needs to go. Does he need to go right now? I'm not sure. So they're like trying to like steer away from it, but these are these are smart people. They're they're spin backs, like. <laughs> I will say, by the way, I know we just had like a more heavy kind of serious chat. This episode specifically has given me it has given me more glee than a Big Brother episode has in a very long time. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Because we literally are seeing Tiffany and Hannah just kind of like to their respective um, you know, others or you know, duos or whatever. Just being like, mm, wow, yeah, hmm, big, maybe, I don't know, wow. It just, <laughs> anyway, what what are we going to do once Britney goes? Like, like you just like get back on that track. Um, and it becomes funnier when all four of them are together. Yeah, <laughs> because they literally, it's uh, Derek and Claire on one side, Ver- like not quite verses, but like talking to Tiffany and Hannah on the other side. And these two black women are just like, wow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was overjoyed um, <laughs> just watching all of this play out. Because mm-hmm. what I did appreciate, because I, because of how passionate both of them were, or like have passion. We saw both of them last week with uh, being Big D and Tiffany with their, their whole spat. And I didn't really like, again, how he kind of called her out her name and all that. But to see that that re- didn't really affect her, at least game-wise, this, this go-around where Tiffany was like in the diary room afterwards, like they talk about getting rid of Big D and he's in the cookout. So that's that's a no-go. That's not happening. 
Like, right, she could easily be like, uh, yeah, you gotta go. Very easy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she stuck to the alliance, and even in that moment, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We do get to see uh, later on as well, uh, Tiffany and Xavier having a conversation about potential targets for next week, and they bring up Claire and Derek because they notice, you know, some people are starting to figure some things out. And one case in point being, uh, we see this uh, flashback conversation between uh, Tiffany and Derek, uh, Derek X. <laughs> and he just basically knows, like, are, are there any white men in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, this feels like a slightly deep cut, but um, (laughs) it was, it's like, you know when you're playing Mafia or Werewolf, depending on who, you know, what you call the game. And when you're a townsperson and you're trying to figure out who the Mafia members are, and you, when you look back and you realize as you were like deliberating, you were talking to Mafia that whole time. Mm -hmm. It was that. Like very that. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's like, hey, this trend is happening, and the person is like sharpening their blades, like, mm-hmm, that's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. Mm. You're like, you know what? Yeah. I I didn't even think about that. Wow. Interesting. Cause then he was like, too, it's like, I don't think this has ever happened where there was never a white man in that was going to be in the jury. No like, white men in jury. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but to that same point, I also thought about the flip, which is I don't think we've also, this is also the first time we've had a season where um, no black people have been evicted before jury. And you're our historian, so I'll, like, I'm throwing that to you. Um, to think about, or at least ponder on, as we go through. But let, let me let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, no, there there's been times, but it's also because most seasons there's only one or two black people, so the Copy. chances of that even happening are already low as it is. Um, you, you're right. Because I think about um, who Jamika. What season was that? That was season eight, baby. She made it to jury, didn't she? She sure did. And she almost won, too. Well, here we are. Almost. You know what Brandy says. I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) I'm going to leave it right there. Y'all know what podcast is. Leave it. (laughs) Yeah, leave it alone. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Xavier then realizes, okay... I'm probably going to have to go hard for this next HOH because if we're trying to get uh, Derek or Claire out, like we we need to win. So part of this sort of strategy going in is he basically wants to sort of make Derek feel good about potentially throwing the comp without saying, hey, you should throw the comp. Right. (laughs) And... There, we do get to see a point where you see uh, Derek X, Xavier, 
Kylan noticing, hey, they kind of have to like keep each other around because they're like the ones winning, really winning the competitions right now. So keep me, I'll protect you, sort of a thing between the three, right? Even though Xavier will fully get rid of Derek the first chance that he gets. Uh, (laughs) And we see sort of a a point where even Derek kind of hints like, man, should I really be going for this HOH right now? I might want to throw it to you. And I was like, this is not about to work right now. This This is not about to go down right now i laughed out loud i was like you have no idea sir put put them words right back in your mouth don't put them out again i promise you you don't want to do this (laughs) (laughs) and then even xavier was like yeah you know like if i'm winning like i'm not putting you up you know with me you and hannah are good you want to worry about that and then for Whatever reason, I don't know what, Derek then goes to Claire <laughs> and tells her, like, uh, when when someone says, like, hey, I'm not going to put you up, th- like, what does that mean, basically? She's like, back door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's clocking you it. back door, sir. She is. She is. I'm like, ooh, now you... Mm. This could be real bad, real fast. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Shut up, Claire! God, oh, you're so smart. Uh. Good job, I guess." Uh. Engineer. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting to consider, and so we we go from that to getting into this eviction, and I was ready to see the results so quickly because i'm like again with the whole dynamic between all the former jokers who were left i was like okay i need i need to see what their gameplay is like when they don't have to be worried about this girl so i'm really Mm -hmm. hoping i knew the the votes were pretty much secure because the the cookout has the majority Mm -hmm. um but i still was like okay i just need this to be sealed I mean, I was more curious to see how Big D was going to butcher this eviction speech. Were you disappointed? N- no. Okay. Because cause, cause I could tell that some some of the words that were being spewed, it wasn't given what he was trying to give. It wasn't. Like, it, it, it felt off. <laughs> Not yeah. as bad as I thought it was going to be. But, like, sometimes you're like, you like leaning. You're like, is is that really how you meant for that to come out? Okay. I mean, the thing I didn't realize literally until eviction night was that we were not gonna get another rendition of "I Sadly to a Vote." Nope, sure wasn't. And that my heart broke a little bit in that moment. Uh- <laughs> But then we got two opportunities to see for him to make up for it in that uh, that final speech before the votes for eviction, 
where to your point, he butchered a bunch. And just to cut to the chase, Brittany went home seven to one. Bye, girl. Bye. Uh, and her one vote was Aza. And I was like, Aza, you couldn't leave well enough alone, could you? You had to give her that no. one little. It's yeah. fine. But in her farewell um, package, we got to see Big D was one of those people. And something. So, you know, I know how to edit. You know, I'm like, I'm in the game. You are. You are. <laughs> the The thing that got me was noticing just how many edits there were in Big D's farewell to to Brittany. And you knew that was working hard in the editing room. You just know it. When I tell you, normally we'll see, like, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss you so much. And then you'll notice a slight little transition into them being like, you're one of my closest friends in the house. Maybe a transition there. It's not going to be the same without you. Uh, I'm going to miss you. Like, take care. Like, we got to hang out once this is all done. You, you know, something like that. And there might be three or four little transitions to get you from thought to thought. Big D had twice as many transitions. Literally, mid-sentence, they were using transitions to string together something coherent for his package for her. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Which I just, I I would be remiss to not mention. But by Brittany um, and... I would also be remiss to not mention. Um, I'm a little jealous. Of who? Big D. Okay. All and I'm, right. And I'm just going to leave it at that. If y'all wa- <laughs> watch the episode and you know what I'm talking about, I will leave it at that. <laughs> We, we ain't got to talk about it. We're going to leave it at that. Um. Okay. I did want to... Okay. We'll leave it at that. No, you, you, we'll leave it at that. Just know, as soon as Brittany walks back in... Brittany leaves the house. They cut to what's going on back in the house. Look at that, and you'll see why I'm jealous of Big D. And we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's time for the head of household competition. You get to find out the head of household before the episode is over. Congratulations, Vaughn. So happy for Thank you. you. Thank you. I've read about this. <laughs> and <laughs> in this competition uh, called Dash to Dinner, it's basically a, a giant bounce beam course that you have to navigate and hit the button at the end in the quickest amount of time. You only get 45 seconds to complete the course, or else you time out and you can't be HOH. Um, order was chosen at random. Claire went first, put up a little under 35 seconds, cool, cool, cool. So that means anyone that goes even past that time, they're out automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alyssa was about to put in a pretty good time, like something in something in the 20s, I believe. Yeah. And then she fell at the end. <laughs> it was like 27 seconds, and she, literally at the very end, she fell. They're like, yep, I, we got to go to the tapes to make sure, yeah, you touched the ground. I was like, ooh, that that's far. rough. And that's rough. she, it wouldn't have helped her because she was already at the end. And if you fall, you got to go back to the beginning. But she had already tried to go because the, the whole thing was, you know, the different widths of the balance beams. And she, mm-hmm. like she took a more risky path and had to start over in the first place. Um, so her time would have been even quicker. 
Right. But it should um, have just stuck to the easier one. But then I was a little surprised because Big D was next. Um, and he did he almost made it. He almost like beat almost. Claire's time. I was like, okay, shout out to you. Not bad, not bad at all. Then we get I think to that shuffle sidestep um was a really strong strategy that most people didn't use. Most people literally used it like a tightrope where they like their balance mm-hmm. was going from left to right, and he just turned to the side and crab walked it. Um, which I think more people could have gotten further mm-hmm. faster if they used that strategy. But I love that nobody got to see how anybody else did the challenge first to like build a strategy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it, keep it fair. I love it. And then Sarah Beth. Sarah Beth was not playing with you hoes today for whatever reason. She she wanted this win because she knew. <laughs> That she was gonna be in trouble last week if Colin did win. So she's like, I'm going in. And what did she do? She went in 21.03 seconds. Annihilating Claire's time. How sway? How? Blew my and, mind. I was upset. <laughs> and you know what? Let's let's just cut to it, right? Nobody was catching that time. Nobody. <laughs> Sarah Beth. Sarah Beth is the new head of household. How do you feel about this going into the week? Um, I'm nervous. Now, what I'm hoping for, for uh, I'm nervous for the cookout in general. Because the only way I had really thought about it, like the the little um cinch in Tiffany's plan or the cookout's plan. The only way this doesn't work is if there's two cookout members on the block together. Correct. And what I'm hoping is that people are like so sensitive to racism that they're like, don't want to put up two black people together. (laughs) Well, you know, this is, this is the thing, right? Um, I feel like the way sort of like the duos have kind of been set up, how they like set themselves up this season, it's likely not going to happen. I think the only time that would happen is if it's Aza and Big D together, because they're obviously very close and then they're the only two jokers left. But in terms of getting other duos out, it's like a Hannah and a Derek X, a Claire and a Tiffany, and Xavier and Alyssa, which she's not going to do because uh, Kings. Right. You know, and then Kylan, not putting him up, obviously. So I don't think that's going to be an issue this week. Right. And I hope that's the case. But I was just thinking, like, especially depending on what deals people throw out, I just, I don't want it to be an issue. I do want, I I desperately want the, the final six to be the cookout. And I think even... Even then, like, Kylan's obviously her number one. Kylan's going to have a big say in how the week is going to go as well. So I think he knows what he has to do to make sure that there's not going to be two members of the cookout on the block. Right. But, but depending on how 
this freaking high rollers room goes to, that can be blown out the water too. And then it's just, it is what it is. Right. And I think everybody, I think they've laid out a perfect game plan where everybody in the cookout is aligned with somebody else strongly or tightly enough that the risk of running that, like rolling that roulette wheel would be too much for them to like want to risk. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, this is, it's going to be a rough one, but yeah, if I, I don't want to say nothing else on it. I just really hope it happens. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I just hope they pull it off. <laughs> um, and so that's the week. We know Sarah Beth is HOH, which thank you, big brother. Um, and shout out to Miss Julie Chen Moonves. Um, for doing the do. Are you ready to get into your house guest of the week? I'm not. Really? Because I, I, I don't know. I don't. Um, I have a strong idea who I want to who I'm picking. And this person, I think, at this point, you know my strategy for who I pick. I do. <laughs> um, which might make it obvious, but that's fine. I, I really got to think. Uh, you you go first. You you just go first, and I'll I'll figure it out okay. eventually. <laughs> um, Xavier. Did you? Is that who you predicted for me? That <laughs> that's who I pre- that's who I predicted for you. Yeah, but go, you you go. No. <laughs> um. So I'm a big fan of hiding in plain sight in general. Um, and I do feel like Xavier is doing that. And this week in particular, we really got to see. Um, or at least it. it highlighted itself in a different way to me than um, it has in previous weeks where, okay, Xavier, I would argue is Xavier and Tiffany are the core members of the cookout. They're like the heads of the cookout and everybody else is sort of like rocking with it for the time being. But um, Xavier is a powerful player. Uh, I think he, I honestly think that moment he had with Derek X and talking about like potentially throwing that comp, even though Derek got hip to it because of Claire, I don't think Xavier played it too hard or too heavy. I think he played it just right in terms of how, how heavy, how, how much he laid it on. But that being said, he was absolutely like, in the mix, but not in the mess, which is why I'm I'm voting for him, or I'm I'm saying he's my house guest of the week. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think uh, <laughs> I'm going to get. You know what? I'm going to give my house guest of the week to Tiffany. Really? I'm going to give it to Tiffany 
because of uh, a couple of things. I like that she was able to sort of keep a clear mind in that the cookout is the priority, no matter what, cookout in the final six. I don't care how I feel about these people right now, cookout is going to be in the final six. And then I liked how she then realized just how... Okay, so even though she was able to sort of sway Kylan to keeping Claire in the house for the week, mm-hmm. which was her her number one outside the cookout, which I was like, okay, good. You got sway. You did that. But then <laughs> in the same week, then realized, oh, no, Claire, along with Derek, is starting to pick things up. So as much as I love her, she's gonna have to go. She's gonna have to go now. She didn't have to go this week, but she's gonna have to go now. Which okay. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I'm I'm kind of here for, and it's still like impressive to me, like how much pull she's had in the house without being targeted yet. Yeah. Like, even though there have been, like, members of the cookout who have been winning quite a bit as far as HOH is, like, that doesn't mean you still can't talk about her going up. And she hasn't really been talked about at all yeah. about being a possibility going up, which, hey. I get it. I get it. But I was laughing because when I was thinking about it, I was like, the first one that popped in my head I was like, uh, my, I might pick Xavier for those same reasons that you had said. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I'll give it to Tiffany. I love it. Did we do it? That's it. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Under two hours. How? <laughs> um, a blessing. It's, it was my rants that made us run as long as we did, to be honest. I'll own that. That's fine. As you do, and it is what it is. <laughs> so I'm not going to stop you. I will never stop you from sharing your feelings. <laughs> Bless you, friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all, if if y'all have thoughts as well, feel free to let us know. Um, one of the ways you could do such a thing would be via email. Um, you can email us at bbbrothersalliance at gmail.com. Or, uh, you know, if you're more for social media person, Jamel, what would you do? You can go on to our Instagram account, the Brothers Alliance, Brothers, E-R-S, not the A, sorry about it. All one word, no periods, no dashes, no underscores. Extra, uh, a little bit, but not this go round. So hit us up there. <laughs> Let us know what, you, what you're thinking, how you feeling. <laughs> Who's your house guest of the week? I'm always curious about that, too. Yes, let us know. Um, and that does it. We'll uh we'll catch y'all next week. Probably. Hope so. We'll see. <laughs> how we feeling, to be quite honest. <laughs> Peace out, stay black. All right. Bye.